Hey guys, you're listening to Soul Food. My name is Daniel, and I'm the pastor of a church called Soul here at Alostar in Malaysia. In this podcast, we will dive into conversations that will help us with our views of certain habits and behaviors that take place in our culture. As you're listening, I'm sure you'll learn a thing or two, but I believe this podcast will help you to expand your perspective. This is Soul Food. Let's dive right in. Can we still pay our respects to our ancestors? Just a little bit of context, you know, they will be like uh, holding joysticks and, you know, they will be before the altar. Not necessarily a god. Maybe we can go, we can go into that later on. What are your thoughts about it? You know, especially a person who is a new Christian. There's a lot of um, layers of uh, question in this question. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, first of all, we, we have to understand whether, from the, from the Bible perspective, whether uh, does the Bible wants us to respect or pay respect to our elderly or people whom we love who are deceased. Mm-hmm. I, I think there is no... I mean, obviously, you know, if loving, loving your neighbor as yourself and uh, as far as honor your father and mother mm-hmm. in the Ten Commandments is concerned, it is definitely, uh, especially if it's your father and mother, definitely it is a command to respect, you know, or your elderly or to give them honor. In fact, the word is not just respect, but it's honor. So honor means uh, in the Old Testament, the word honor, your father and mother, honor there is the same word as glory so that means so let's say for example please correct me if i'm wrong I, in the mm. chinese tradition mm. we would have at the altar maybe certain ancestors our great grandfather great grandmother mm. mm. and now that we are christians mm. um so yeah honor can we still hold the joystick and honor them are they your whatever that things that represent them mm-hmm. is that them that's number one. Second question is if it is human beings do we treat them as human being or that object, whatever that represents? Mm-hmm. Um, can it be something like a, a deified thing? Of course, in our memory, it is definitely something that is close to our hearts. It's not something so easy for us to just, you know, shut it off. Oh, I'm a Christian, yeah. so I don't... No, it's not. But what I'm trying to question is not about relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, but what is the thing that represents it and whether that thing, how do we treat it, okay? So, so that becomes uh, another kind of uh, issue. So it's, it's a two different thing. One is, I love my, I mean, God forbid, but if let's say, you know, I have a wife, my wife is dead, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know to, to, to keep the memory, to keep the relationship, to treasure it is one thing. Yeah. To write, write songs for her is one thing. But to start to take objects that were left by her and start talking to that object is quite another thing. And that is one. Okay. What about if you're trying to uh, treat that object, not just relating to that thing as a person, but now it's a deified object, mm-hmm. a deified person. That means it is almost the same weight as a god or a patron. So that, that's another level. So it becomes a different kind. And it's no longer just a degree. It's mm-hmm. a different kind. It's a difference in kind. So if, if I'm hearing you correctly, what you're saying yeah. is that if it's deified, then I should avoid holding a joystick and then... If it's deified, the answer is... I mean, the answer is quite, quite 
quite direct. You can never deify a person. Uh, in in the mm-hmm. Bible, it's quite clear that there is only a category of God. In that category, only God is God. But then if let's say that as a memory, mm. you know, once a year, Qingming, mm. we mm. do it. So mm. then, if I'm hearing you correctly, that is okay? In my opinion, I think there are many ways to commemorate or remember a person. Whether the person wants to be remembered, to be treated as a deity, or mm-hmm. the person would, you know, we respect people of prominent personality. We respect, okay. um, for example, our national heroes. But mm-hmm. to come to their statue or their monument and start to put them up in the same position as God, mm-hmm. then there's another thing. What it is will determine how you treat it. So how you treat it will reflect what it is. So I think it's very important uh, of the perception and what we carry yeah. within ourselves before we do yeah. it. That is um, from, the, from the perspective of how we relate to whatever that thing that represents it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, it can be an object, can be a photograph, can be a, yeah. a, a monument, can be anything. How we relate to it is quite important because bear in mind that the Bible also is very particular or very clear you know, in us that uh, we as Christians, we should also bear the fruit of repentance. We should also... Hmm have a walk that is worthy of our calling, which means to say there is a kind of living, a kind of lifestyle that we draw mm-hmm. a line that we are not the same like, like last time. Yeah. So to what you say on that, right? I mean, I, I definitely mm. agree with that. But what yeah. if I yeah. am a young person, you yeah. know, I'm still under the care of my parents. And uh, so we, we talk about ancestors. Let's say I want mm. to break it to another level. Let's say mm. a deity. They are okay with, uh, the young person being a Christian, but you know certain festivals, certain worship is needed and is uh, necessary. So can those young people do it out of honor and formality? Is that is that okay in the sight of God? Well, the question would probably be more or less like, what if my culture and the gospel is contradicting? So what what do I do? Um, the gospel does comes with the risk of us being hated. That's why mm-hmm. Jesus says that, you know, I did, you know, in a very hyperbolical way, very quatyong way, he says that, you know, I've come not to bring peace, but I will coming to bring a sword on earth. So then it goes on to to list out the kind of relationship between people that may they're very close. They are very mm-hmm. close relationship, father and mother, uh, uh, father and son, you know, mm-hmm. uh, brothers and brothers and things like that. I think it's in the gospels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we can we can pluck it out that verse if you want to, but. That is exactly the scenario that is being uh, painted over there. And I, I mean, I honestly speaking, growing up, it is not an easy topic to uh, to handle. Yeah. It's not an easy verse to handle. Mm-hmm. But uh, the overall thing is to try to tell us that you know, yes, there is a kind of uh, drawing of the line. There is a kind of uh, choosing that we need to make in mm-hmm. order for us to live for the gospel, in order for live for Christ. So, mm. yeah, it comes to a certain time when the culture is trying to not to be, is trying to redefine the gospel's content. And then that's the, that's the time that we know that we have to choose one. Otherwise, mm. it would not be the gospel anymore. Because in every culture, there is always, you know, a kind of things that we, hey, but these things we have been practicing for years and years and years. Yeah, this yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. In our life, you know. So it's, it, there's this kind of sentimental kind of feeling or whatever that, that you call it. 
mm-hmm. or the kind of certain identity. So when that mold, that norm is being broken, then mm-hmm. I mean, inevitably you will fall into either one of the category you have to take aside. You cannot be neutral, otherwise you'll be torn into two. Yeah, so, that's right. So yeah, so that's that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I I was thinking more of like you know, I, I think my heart goes out really to the young people, you know, yes. who, who they love God, they love Jesus, yes. you know. Yes. But at the same time, they're just um, torn. Uh, if, if I'm sorry if I use a very extreme word, but torn, you know. Yeah. They, they want to honor their parents. Mm. But at the same time, they're like, I love Jesus. I yes. don't want to do this anymore. Yes. yes. So is it okay then? Like, okay, like, I just do it formality. I just hold it, you know. Or is it like a, no, this is my faith. I should be very stern. Can the same Saul that burned churches once he's being converted, can he go back to burn some churches? Just some, just some. Can, <laughs> wow. This for is very formality sake, formality sake. Well, I, I'm, okay. what I'm trying to say is that if you were to press in the answer, the answer is definitely mm. no. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we need time to mm. grow into that, to grow into that strength in our face. Mm-hmm. And because of that, exactly because of that, that is the reason why we need the Holy Spirit. You know, wow. the, the, the saving grace of God is being applied by the Holy Spirit on us. You know, he's, He is working on our heart to attract mm-hmm. us or to woo us. You know, some people use that kind of metaphor. Yeah, woo. To woo us, you know, to, to come to God, to come to Christ so that we mm-hmm. respond, you know, to the Word of Christ. And that is the starting point and that will continue to be that kind of way that we live. That's why the Bible says you, you bear the fruit of the Spirit. You live mm. in the Spirit. That is the idea. So we need the strength. We need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We need to depend on Him all the time. But that, mm. So that that dependence will create a stronger love for Christ and a lesser mm-hmm. love for the world. So then can I say, like in this line that we are going and talking about, yep. Uh, this is, will be kind of like our, our, our sacrifice for God. That means we would have to bear like maybe certain family member not talking to us or certain family member like rolling their eyes, that kind of thing. We or, might, we might on certain issues, definitely mm-hmm. not on every issue. Let's say, I mean, if you brave yourself up and, you know, talk to your family members, let's say, and you, you just want uh, to negotiate a bit or to talk a little bit, maybe I don't want to join this. You don't need to brave yourself up and talk to them. Talk about it. Mm, that's good. If you talk about it and then um, you're rejected, you're being scolded badly, for example, maybe disowned. Yeah. But it still doesn't yeah. stop you from, uh, from your duty as a child or as a family member. You still got to mm. love them. You still got to honor them. You still, if you are in charge of cooking, you still need to cook. Yeah, I think just for myself, I, I the reason I ask this, you know, sometimes it's just that I, I just feel for people out there who is really like torn between the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, their mother mm. or dad be sad, you know. Yeah. My son is Christian mm. now today. Yeah. Instead of something that's supposed to be uh, mm. a very joyful kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, I wanted to ask you about this because I know this is your personal story as well. So ah. maybe if, you could, if you could share a little bit of your experience, like when yeah. you accepted Christ, like mm. how do your parents take it and how do you like defend your faith? Oh, it was tough. It was tough. Um, mm-hmm. My personal one, my personal one would be my braving of myself to tell my dad that I want to get baptized. So that was um, for one. 
Yeah. Still okay. young. You're 13. That's, that's very, very young. Uh, yeah, I brought the form to him. I said, Dad, I want to go uh, sign up for this, this baptism class. Mm-hmm. You know, he looked at me, he scolded me and he said that, you crazy. Uh? Why, yeah. why, why do you think he like, like called you crazy? Like what, what, what's his context? He thinks I, I was, he thought I was being brainwashed. I was oh. being, uh, yeah, I was being uh, spoken in, talked into doing it. You joined this thing already, lah, huh? So you, you are, you, <laughs> big enough already, huh? You, white you know? man's religion, lah. You join this white man's yeah, religion, white la. man's religion, and uh, whatever. It, because you, you have to understand, you know, for the Chinese especially, if you're coming from a very typical Chinese traditional family where mm-hmm. customs are, or, or culture are religiously or piously being upheld, sometimes they don't really know why, but they just uphold it because they, they think that this is preserving the culture. So mm-hmm. in, in a kind of situation like this, to them, it is, there can be a lot of things going into their mind, you know, it's like a, it's like a domino effect. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, if I do, if you do this, then it will be how, it will be what, it will be what, so it's not going to pray to me, it's not going to do this, you know? there's a lot of things for them to, to take in one mm-hmm. shot. So it's definitely a shocker. It's a trauma for them. Mm, wow. So, well so put, that was yeah. my one. And mm-hmm, then that's mm-hmm. it. For the, the other, I have to wait for another year. Oh, so when he said no, you, you didn't go with it and then you just held on. I was scolded badly already, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was scolded badly and uh, luckily I wasn't uh, being disowned uh, out of the house into the outer darkness. <laughs> okay, so let's say, let's say, uh, uh, if I could use your story as an example, in yeah. order to continue on on this. Yeah. So let's say your dad said no, yeah. but I love Jesus, I want to yeah. do this. Yeah. And so you went ahead without his permission to get baptized. Yeah. Um, is that okay? Is that a It's not okay. That... Okay. It's not okay, because I was a minor. Mm. I'm still so, under his roof. So what you're encouraging is that for those students who want to get baptized, and mm. especially if their parents are still holding back, they, mm. they should wait until they are no longer a minor. Yes, Kim, yes, it's a bold age, yes. Um, yes, uh, because no matter what, I think most churches would also uh, encourage you to write an indemnity form. But even without that, mm. if he says no, then you have to ask, I have to ask myself whether did God speak to me like now? If you're not, then how? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so I persevere. Of course, it's painful. Mm, it's definitely yes. painful and, uh, and, and, and uh, tr- uh, trying at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know? But I, I waited. So I waited the next year. I braved myself again. And this time, he just didn't scold me back. But he didn't talk to me. But the following day, mm. the form was signed. Wow. The following day, the form was signed. And then after that, it was Cold War for one, for a few weeks, I think. Until 25th mm-hmm. of December, 1996. I got baptized, and, but mm-hmm. I was very sad. Okay, my dad, the background story is this. My dad is the kind of dad that would be present for any of his children's big day. Prize giving mm. day, la, you know, go and get uh, first day of school, la. They will, he will mm. always be there. You okay, know, that's uh, good. You can mm-hmm. see. So that was odd for me. But when I was in the water, just before the pastor prayed, 
Mm-hmm. I saw him coming from afar, and uh-huh. he took photo for me also. Uh-huh. So the photo, the only photo that I had for mm-hmm. baptism was taken by him. And, and would you say that 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 whole year when your dad, after your dad said no and all, did it like yeah. fortify your faith? Was your faith shaken? What was going through that period, that thirteen to fourteen, when your dad said no? I think the first night was very bad. I don't think I could sleep well. I don't remember. I, I can't remember, but I don't think I could sleep well because mm-hmm. it's always, you know, have to the struggle between guilt and doing something wrong and doing something right. Because if it's in the past, it will be doing mm-hmm. something wrong. You know, that's why I was scolded badly, and my dad seldom scold me like that. So mm-hmm. if he's if he is scolding me and angrily, which means. And it's it's gonna be so bad, lah. So and, yeah, so so then in between, I have to manage like, hey, wait a minute. But you know, is these things that is really what Jesus asked me to do? You know, am I convicted mm. or am I because of, you know, because of fat? I, people say that I have got to baptize, so I got to be baptized. Mm. Is it like that? You know, so mm-hmm. I have to. Is it's um you know that kind of uh, yeah that kind of a balancing that I have to. Yeah. Go through lah, but of course, if you were to ask me now in retrospect, looking back, I think that was mm-hmm. uh, in a way a mini trial, a mini testing, you know, for one year to wait. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so if let's let's push this story another notch. Yeah. So we talk about uh, ancestral worship. Mm. We also address about deity worship. Yeah. Um, how about food? That uh, that are presented before the altar, you know, like during Chinese mm. New Year mm. or a wedding. Mm. Uh, I, I remember <laughs> growing up. A funny story. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think it was one of my cousin's wedding. So there was a yeah. piglet that was in front of the yeah. altar. Tamjia uh, lah, you know how can tamjia? Yeah, 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 yeah. Start picking the skin, eat one by one. Then the time come for them to really open up the paper to serve the <laughs> the deity. Skinless. <laughs> He has been skinless. I've been skinless. <laughs> oh man, I oh got a, I got a very big whooping after that. But I also remember, <laughs> I remember, um, like my mom, my auntie, they were like, "No, we we shouldn't have eat that food. That food was yeah, 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 presented yeah. before the altar and all." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how how about that? How about food that are you know presented before a deity? Can we eat it? Should we avoid it? Or it's okay? Mm-hmm. You know, interestingly, the Bible looks at. Um, I I I hope I don't offend, but this is really what the Bible is. Uh, how the Bible mm-hmm. views it, lah. Huh? But the Bible views it in such a way that um, anything that is not God Himself is not anything. Mm-hmm. Anything that's not okay. God Himself yeah. is not anything. So if that's the case, which also means mm-hmm. that uh, anything you offer is just food and nothing else. Mm. Whether you think that it's being offered or not, so technically speaking, the food is still food. Mm. So Jesus says the food goes into the stomach; it doesn't defile the heart. Mm. Okay, so so uh, so basically, basically that is the the idea. So when Paul wrote to the Corinthians in mm-hmm. First Corinthians, what he's trying to say is that if you think that that thing that being offered to the idols are uh you know uh, has any magical power with it no lah it is not lah let me leave you with one thought okay um um okay. we we do change when we have uh somebody that we love 
mm-hmm. if let's say at home unfortunately if you have somebody in your family that is um, sensitive to certain food or mm-hmm. possibly um, in a kind of situation whereby this person is in an intensive care mm-hmm. because this person is somebody we love we would change our lifestyle my my wife mm-hmm. is a hakka she doesn't eat a lot of heavy flavored stuff mm-hmm. so i have to cook stuff that are light flavored and i begin to uh-huh. enjoy the light flavored thing because there's a taste mm-hmm. in that kind of light flavored original flavor soup or food the, mm-hmm. yeah so so mm-hmm. we find ourselves changing we find ourselves able to adapt and we find ourselves um, able to change because of the reason of love so in the mm. same way in the same way bible says uh, she's forgiven more because she loves more you know mm-hmm. so jesus says that so in the same way that one of the metaphors that get is that christ is also the groom the bridegroom of the church mm-hmm. so we do have a uh, we do have christ we do have god who loves us like madly mm-hmm. truly deeply you know in love with us and to reciprocate that mm-hmm. love it is a call to love him and at the same time to be able to love until we also let go of certain things in our lives wow. so if i put in that sense if i put in that sense then it's no longer Mm-hmm. I asked my wife, "Eh, can I don't eat, can I eat a uh, more flavored food?" It's not about can or cannot mm-hmm. anymore. It's more of how in the long run in the whole process we fit into one another's world. In the same way, wow. I, I have I have people that I know of, you know, um the husband is uh is a cancer patient recover recuperating. Mm-hmm. So in the home, lots of things are being it's very clean, you know. The kind of uh, kangen water, mm-hmm. la, a lot of things. For the yeah. sake of that, we can do that for a human being. What more if it is God who saves us? That's the reason why mm. God says, "Love Him with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind." So it's everything. Wow. Yeah. So it's no longer just wow. yes or no, everyone. can or cannot, but is let's focus back on that love for God. How much He has loved us. Mm-hmm. And the reciprocation that yeah. to love him back, and that, I guess, it will give you the answer or the guide of how you should navigate or should walk his life with his by him, by spirit. I'm very very happy with the with our Q and A tonight. I think this is going to be really helpful for a lot of people. You didn't just give us something biblical, but you gave a story as well about your own personal life. <laughs> wow! Thank you so much. No problem. <laughs> Pleasure. It's okay, man. If you if you miss heavy flavored food, you can always come back to Alusta. We got all yes, the yes, yes, waiting yes, for yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I still didn't lose that taste, but <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Anyway, thank you so much, Pastor Andrew, for your time. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Do share it with your friends. Now, if you have any questions, you can DM us on our Instagram at Soul Malaysia.